verse number 42 and the text says and he brought him to Jesus and Jesus looked at him and said you are Simon son of Jonah you will be called Cephas which is translated Peter I want to talk to you or put it like this, Pastor Keith is going to come and talk to you from the subject, God knows your name. Let us pray. Gracious and ever-loving Father, we thank you right now, Lord, for it is time for your word to go forward. I ask, O oh God, that you will place him on the decrease, you on the increase, that the people will hear and see you through him. I thank you right now that it is that the grass will wither and the flower will fade. But oh God, your word will stand forever. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts, Lord, let it be acceptable unto you who is our rock and our redeemer and the people of God. Let me hear you say amen. 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 Let the church say amen. You all saw me going off. You know that God is good. And uh, we thank God for dropping Brother Brandon in here to help us out. Amen. He's a friend of uh, Brother Rico. And of course, you know Brother Rico's been with us for quite a while. And I thank him for uh, inviting him. And he came in ready. So you know me, I'm going to put him to work. Amen, amen. We bless God this morning, and I will endeavor not to be too long as we go through this message this morning. You've heard the reading of the scripture, and I just wanted to talk to you from the title that I believe God gave me about God Knows Your Name. God knows your name. God knows your name. So, God, we do thank you once again for the word that has come forth. We ask that you will bless us and keep us and allow us to let the word soak in as you have given it to us. Bless your manservant as he tries to come forward and give me what I stand in need of. In Jesus' name, we do pray and I say amen. Few amens and I'll sit down, have my seat. Amen. We all know what's in a name. A name can signify how good you are or how bad you are. Isn't that right, Graham? A name can signify a family lineage uh, and you belong to, or it can identify you and distinguish you in a crowd. A good name, as it says in Proverbs 22 and 1, 
is to be chosen rather than great riches because favor is better than silver and gold. I hope I got some witnesses here. I want to make sure I'm in the right church because if you give me an amen every now and then, I, I feel like I'm not just talking to myself. Amen. Ecclesiastes 7 and 1 says that a good name is better than precious ointments. And, and let me paraphrase 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, Sister Jackie, which tells us how we once were. Our old condition, you know, we had bad names in the world because of our past sins. But the, because God knows our names, we were washed in the blood of the Lamb. We were sanctified in the blood of the Lamb. And we were justified by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody a witness to that? And as some preachers would say, the devil is not only listening to us being uh, sanctified and, and glorified and justified, but he's also horrified. Am I right about it? Uh, if you are right and you know I'm right, you ought to say amen. Amen. Let me just tell you a, a quick story. Last year, uh, my wife and I reconnected with some of my hometown friends at the funeral of their father, who was like another father to me. And they all had nicknames or semi-nicknames. Y'all know how it is. Uh, there was my best buddy, Robert, whose nickname was a shorter piece of his middle name, Linton. So we called him Lint. Uh, and then uh, there was his sister, Ernestine, who we all called Teen. Then uh, Reverend Veronica, there was their brother Anthony, who we called Touche. Don't ask me where Touche came from. I hope they're listening at some point. They'll hear this. And then there was the brother Irvin or Frank, because Irvin was his middle name and Frank was his first name, and he just didn't seem to catch on to a nickname. So some people don't have nicknames. I just want you to know that. But one of the problems I found that we have in life is that we call people by their nicknames so much that they don't always remember the actual names of the people. And so it was in my community. I, I can tell you that we had Bebe and we had Bobo and we had Bowleg and we had Gogo and we had Bip and we had Vip. We even had Peter Rabbit because he would hop when he walked. We had Wawa. Yes, there was a Wawa before there was a Wawa store. Uh, and we had sand for Cassandra. Even Idy Fudge. Don't ask me where they came from. That's just a few of the names that we had. And lo and behold, in the family, let me tell you, there was Stinky Worm. I don't know how Stinky Worm got his nickname, but for the life of me, when I saw Stinky Worm, I could not, Sister Kemper, I could not 
remember his real name. After 30 plus years of not seeing somebody, sometimes it gets to be difficult to remember the real name. So, 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 uh, um, I didn't have a clue. And here comes Stinky Worm greeting me, knowing exactly who I was. I, I, I hope y'all are hearing me. To make matters worse, I knew that Stinky Worm was a childhood nickname, and Stinky Worm didn't want to be called Stinky Worm anymore. He was also my best buddy's brother-in-law, so I was trying to really, really ponder. Brendan, I, I, I pondered and I pondered and I, I said, I've got to know what his name really is. Anybody ever been there? I know you have. I know you have. So, Tan, I know you've been there. But we're taking Prevagen and Nereva nowadays, so that'll help. But Stinky Worm knew that I was having trouble remembering his name. But he wouldn't tell me because he wanted me to grasp it on my own. He wanted me to figure it out. Well, after hours of, of driving back to Maryland and got back in Maryland, finally his name came to me. Guess what it was? Harry. And Harry, if you're listening out there, I hope you realize that I'm sorry for what I did and not acknowledging you. Harry wasn't even close to his name. So people of God, I just want you to know that God knows your name. And he won't do what I did or any other man will. He will never forget your name. He'll never lose your name. He'll know you from front to back. You see, our scripture this morning points out how God knows our names. It points to how God gives us specific names. And it points to how God uses those specific names. I hope I still got some witnesses out there. If he gave you hope as a name, Rico, I can only hope that there is still some hope in your life. Brother Allen, if he gave you the name Joy, I can only hope that there's still some joy in your life. If he gave your name Serenity or Peace, I can only hope that there is still peace and serenity in your life. And so, we feel free. We can be free in Jesus with our names. And I, I know nowadays there is some name calling going on out there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going there where we talk about people calling you out of your name and all that. No, no, no. Uh, we have some name calling going on right here in the scripture, and it's good name calling. Verse 29 says that they called him the Lamb of God. Lamb being gentle and of God because he was sent from heaven to save us. And if you don't know the Lamb of God as he is right now, you better get to know him that way right away. In verse 38 
they called him Sister Monica, the rabbi, which means teacher. It's in the text. And, and people of God, what better teacher is there to glean information from than the God who teaches of himself? You don't know him as the rabbi, you better get to know him that way right away. Because some of us need some more teaching in here, myself included. I'll help you out. Verse 41, they said, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. No, 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 Jesus is not his, uh, his, his, his only name. He has Christ as a name. But Christ is not his last name. But who is it? It is who he is. Somebody going to check that one out on the way home, laid out. So let's, let's, let's get a little bit closer in the text, and I promise I'm not going to be much longer. Uh, there's two of John's, the Baptist, disciples, have been shown Jesus by John. They get interested in Jesus and begin to follow him. They are now more curious about Jesus than they are about John. But John is okay with it. Because he knows who they are following. Christ being relatively coy with them. Sees them tracking him. So he asked them. What do you want? Now he already knows the answer. Because God knows everything. But he wants to let them answer. Like the stinking worm. Wanting me to answer. That's going to be a hard one to get over. I tell you. Because that was a name and a half, I'm telling you. So he, he lets them answer. They indicate then that they want to know where he is staying. And so Christ, being who he is, invites them to where he is staying. And, and, and guess what? Unwittingly or unknowingly, they are called into ministry. God going to get some of you the same way. You're going to start following. And uh, and that's the Push the bass pedal again. The, on the Y'all help us get this organ fixed. Amen. They got interested. They got focused. They got engrossed. And, and they got absorbed into the things of Jesus. Let me tell you something. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Did you hear me? I don't know about you, but can't nobody do you like Jesus. Once you get interested, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody do you like the Lord. And because they were so fascinated with Jesus and they were so attentive to Jesus, I believe that souls got happy like the old folk used to say. Got happy and they stayed all day. Then as Christ was calling his disciples group together with the two former JTBs, I call them, John the Baptist's disciples, Jesus began to connect with Andrew more than with the other disciple of John the Baptist. Well, he had to run and tell it. 
he, so he ran and told his brother Simon about Jesus. People of God, when Jesus is involved, we can't ever keep such good news to ourselves. I want you to know that we got to run and tell that. So Simon, his brother, then came signifying. Y'all know how we can do. But right then and right there, Jesus changed his name. He called him out for kingdom purposes. Has Jesus ever called you out for kingdom purposes? Has he ever changed your name right there? Because God will call us out for kingdom purposes. Yes, he will. I'm a witness. You see, in this story, it tells us that after calling Simon, whose name actually meant sinking sand, and while Jesus was dealing with Andrew's call to ministry, he also deals with his brother Simon's call to ministry at nearly the same time. Ain't that just like God? Won't he deal with your situation immediately when he sees fit and can he handle your issues and your issues of many others at the same time I know for a fact that he can and he will because I've seen him do it I've seen him take some of my things that I was doing and I had problems with and I had issues with and I've seen him change the situation right then and right there in fact, I'll tell you something. I'll let you in on a secret. He is doing something in my life right now. And so, and so, and so the scripture says that Jesus looked at it because it only takes a look at Jesus or a Jesus looking at you so that you can receive just what you need. Pastor, I hope you heard it because just a look at Jesus is going to give us what we need. Just a look at Jesus, Reverend Veronica, is going to give you what you need. Brother Fred, just a look at Jesus will give you what you need. And then Jesus did something profound and unexpected at the same time. He said, you a Simon, son of Jonah. If you're looking in the NIV version, it says you're son of John. I'm not sure yet whether, because I'm still researching, whether that was John the Baptist he meant or John the, the fellow disciple. I, I have an idea. Like y'all, I have to study. So for now, we, we know that he... God, Jesus, is calling him Cephas. Cephas. But Cephas is translated as Peter. And Peter means stone or rock. That's why Jesus said way in the scriptures later, I'll build my church against this rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. So like in the old song also, it says that on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is Simon. 
because it's sinking sand. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I hear you. Simon was sinking sand, and, and uh, but but since he was now called to be a rock star in ministry, he was required to be a strong rock around Jesus. He was required to be an unmovable and steadfast rock star around Jesus. Therefore, this name change was intended by Jesus to rock his world and the world around us. And it did just that because the rocks around God must stand resolute with and for God. I hope you are hearing me this morning. The Lord don't need no hollering rocks crying out. He don't need no rocks that are are just uh, timid. He don't need no rocks that can't do the job. He needs rocks that are strong and, and resolute and believing in him and trusting in him and doing what he says. Do when he needs it done. And so in his omniscience, Jesus, all-knowing power, he knew that he had needed to change Simon's name to one that symbolizes a stone. Stones are stiff, and they are resolute. And if you are a stone, when, when you are a stone for God's work, you will be steadfast and unmovable. Am I right about it? Let me tell you something else. Peter was a diamond in the room. If you know anything about diamonds, Brother Allen, I know you've got plenty of money, so do that. Amen. I'm just teasing him. You know that diamonds came from a lump of coal that turned into a beautiful rock. You see, the ugly rock, the lump of coal, was or has been compressed and conjoined with the elements around it. And over thousands of years, it, was, it had been squeezed under pressure to become what we call a beautiful diamond. So I got a question for you. Are you a diamond in the rough? Is that a name for you? Have you been compressed and squeezed, conjoined with your environment and molded into a beautiful diamond that only God can use? Once his name was changed to Cephas or Peter, he became a beautiful diamond. And after some time, because he was a diamond in the rough. He, was, he let it be known and everybody knew that he was rough around the edges. So some of us are just like Peter. I had to go here. We're still rough around the edges. And it takes the almighty God to smooth out those rough edges on us. Sometimes it can only be done through a name change. We have been trying to change you. For the better, we pass the eye and myself. Well, you, you better seek God in the changes of your life. Such that you can be washed through and through. Like I heard Reverend Veronica sing the other night at the Lenten service a few weeks ago. But Peter was in need of a name change. Because he was very rough around edges. Somebody going to ask me in a minute. How rough was it? How rough was it? Nobody? All right, thank you. Somebody caught on to what I was saying. Thank you, Reverend Veronica. 
How rough was he? Well, I am so glad you asked. He wasn't necessarily eloquent in speech. In other words, as we would say it in Ebotics, he didn't know how to talk to people. The Bible says most of all that his attitude wasn't great. And as Pop, my father-in-law would say, his conduct was bad. He was what they call in Acts 4, 10, and 5, and 1, rash, quick-tempered, and hasty-minded. But here's one attitude point that I quickly paid attention to. He had a cussing spirit. Anybody ever had a cussing spirit? You don't, you don't have to raise your hand and tell me. I, I, I know some folk had cussing spirit. I raised my hand for y'all. How about that? So you don't have to show yourself. You had a cussing spirit. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, in this world, some of us still have it. Amen, walls. Every now and then? Okay, all right. I'll accept that. You see, Peter was hard-nosed and irritable and, and said what he meant, and he meant what he said. Whether it cut people or not, he just said it anyhow. But he could profess to love Jesus. He could profess great loyalty towards Jesus, and he could profess great faith in Jesus. Shows you how things can be totally different. Like some of us, I bet you, you can uh, bet that the name change made to him made him a bit confused. I can bet you that the name change made to him made him a bit concerned. And I can even bet you that the name change that he had made him a bit critical of conditions. I can hear Peter Cephas saying in his immature, irrational, and irresponsible state of mind. I can hear him saying, he don't know me. Got to have some ebonics in there. He don't know me. Who, who, who told him he could change my name? Which is the way some of us who are perpetrating a fraud would say it in the back of our minds. I'm just being real. You see, for any ordinary follower, they would probably accept Jesus' actions, but not Cephas as Peter. It took time and effort for Cephas to transform into the rock that the gates of hell would not prevail against. It took time to transform his mind. It took time to transform his walk and his talk into what God would have him to become. That's why his name had to be changed. I'm happy to say that there are some of the same in this church. It takes time to transform us into our new names into the names that God wants us to be. To add insult to injury, 
Uh, his new name, Cephas, part Peter, was named, meant as rock. No, not the bodybuilder, Dwayne Johnson, that everybody knows on TV, but rock like a stone of God. And he was looking at the inside as well as the outside. But God considers the inside first before he considers the outside. So what is your name figuratively? when you became drawn to Jesus? Was it desperate David? Was it guilty Gus? Was it lonely Larry? Or were you confused Connie? No, 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 I got it, I got it. Somebody was nasty Naomi. Yeah, 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 no. Uh, somebody was nagging Nina. Somebody was a tainted Tom. Uh, and, and there was a few fed up Franks in the house, a few hot mouth Henrys, and some cool body carries. Come on, y'all know that these names exist. And, and if there was a nickname right now, let me go here. How would it describe your spiritual condition? Would it be slippery because you are, are on a greasy slide going downhill? Or would it be Rocket too? because they know you as the comeback kid? Or what about the refrigerator? Because you just take it all in. Perhaps you're spacey because you feel like you are out of touch or out to lunch. And don't let me go into names regarding physical condition. That will come in part two of this song. And I have news for all of you that Jesus can and will give him a, give you a new name if you trust him. I'm going to quickly tell you another quick little story, and then we'll be done. My wife and I have rediscovered uh, WEAA gospel. And uh, on Sundays, they have a flashback at 4. They play all those old songs that we used to love back in the day. One of the ones that we rediscovered in the past two weeks uh, has been, I got a brand new life. And in the middle of that song, he says somewhere, the lady says, see, I got a new name. Don't you know I got a new name? I'm looking for my new name. But then uh, we, I have been listening to Tasha Cobb Leonard in her song, He Knows My Name. Oh, how he walks with me. Oh, how he talks with me. Oh, how he tells me that I am his own. And she goes on to say, because he knows my name. He will comfort you and he will counsel you and because he knows your name. There's no fire, she says, that can burn me. No battle that can turn me. No mountain that can stop me. Because you hold my hand. And I'm walking in victory. No giant can defeat me. 
No battle can turn me because his power lives in me. You know why? Because he knows my name. He knows my name. Does he know your name? You see that the story of these disciples was an ordinary one. But here's one where everybody had an encounter with Jesus. In that song, it said, he knows my name. Does he know your name today? Is your name needing to be changed today? How about did you find the right name? Did God make it? Look, look at, look at uh, a, a number of things that we go through. And our encounters with Jesus have made us change the way we do things. And so, therefore, God is giving us a new name and 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 a new name. God has given you a new name. You got to receive it to know what God is doing in your life. Receive your new name. And we'll come back either next week or some other week to give you part two. People of God said amen.